There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Yesterday, this interview was conducted with our wireless group colleagues at FM 104 in Dublin. The interviewer was Alison O'Reilly. What I've got is, is the answers uh, to the questions that were put uh, to Dr. Tony Houlihan. The first question that was asked was very simply this. Is it the case that the more of us who get vaccinated, the more life can get back to normal? I hope so. And in, in as much as we can make it, make it safe and re- believe it to be safe, we should continue to be able to sort of grow the range of things that people can do. Uh, if you look back over the period of time since about mid-April, as we began to ease the restrictions from the full lockdown, we've come a long, long way. Uh, and I mean, it's unfortunate that, that we find ourselves now with this Delta variant, because we know that if, if that hadn't happened, we'd have been able to keep on that path. We would have had a normal, in relative terms, summer. And the reality of the disease has thrown up another challenge for us. I think it's going to be a particular challenge now for the next six, eight weeks as we get more people vaccinated. And unfortunately, that is coinciding with the summer period. But we have made some of our recommendations to try to focus some of these activities that we know inherently are not as safe. So meeting up indoors, indoor hospitality, crowds, these are the kinds of things that represent the greatest risk from the point of view of this virus. And if you're not vaccinated, these things can't really be regarded as safe. So we want to get as many people vaccinated as possible. And once people are vaccinated, if we can then focus those activities on the people who are vaccinated, more and more people can partake in, if you like, a relatively normal summer, going to matches, going to the odd gig, being able to, to uh, have access to, to uh, indoor dining, indoor hospitality, uh, if we can put these arrangements in place and if we can try to all ensure that only the people who are vaccinated uh, partake in those. That's the safest way of doing this and it's increasing the range of activities all of the time. And as you know, we're vaccinating now well over 250,000 people a week, uh, sometimes substantially more than that. And so every week, the number of people who are able to benefit from those uh, measures will increase over the course of the summer. And now, happily, that's, in- it, that's including people between the ages of 18 and 40 now that we've started to vaccinate those. A little caveat on that one, of course, was that the supply chain starts to dry up a little bit for a few weeks. Believe it or not, it's holidays in all of the production companies. It's just July, lads. Everyone goes on holidays. So the supply chain is going to dry up a little bit. So the 300 and odd thousand coming through in the last few weeks, that's going to drop to about 200,000 a week. We'll slow it down a small bit. But look, at least we're making, we are making, to be fair, we're making a lot of progress. Next question put to Dr. Tony Houlihan was about antigen testing because this is one that Neffet have baffled us with. To be fair, they've baffled us with uh, over the antigen testing. They, they seem dead set against it. So the question was put to Dr. Houlihan, are we going to start using it more? And if not, why not? So we see a substantial role for antigen testing, in, in, but in, in, in specific ways. Antigen testing will be really helpful now as the disease begins to surge. As our PCR testing capacity comes under substantial pressure, we can play in antigen testing. And we know that in, when you've got a high prevalence, 
in other words, high incidence of the disease, the test performs well. Where it doesn't perform so well is when you have low incidence of the disease and asymptomatic people. It's not good at finding all of those cases reliably that are negative. So if you use that as your screening tool, if you like, for people going in the door, you will pick up people who are infectious, but you'll miss a lot of cases. Uh, that will, where you will have negative tests, people will go into situations that could become super-spreading events, have the disease, but a negative test. And we think that that's just too great a risk to take. So we think actually it would be possible that if, if we're able to be assured that uh, an indoor event, like a restaurant or another indoor hospitality event, is confined to people who are vaccinated, we think that some of the arrangements that around capacity, that we'd be able to return to normal capacity. In other words, you wouldn't have to have the same distance and so on. So restaurants and pubs might be able to operate at a much higher capacity than would be the case if they were operating something like antigen testing at the door, because antigen testing isn't reliable enough. And I'm quite sure the publicans and restaurants of the country don't want to be running antigen testing at their front doors either. So we think if we can do it this way, this is a safe way. It won't have a reliance on this test that's unreliable in those settings. Uh, and would allow them to get back to near capacity operations. And uh, so, what we're trying to do is do it as safely as possible, give the those parts of the economy that are dependent on indoor activity, like like bars and restaurants, the opportunity to get back to near normal activity as soon as possible, and also offer people the benefits of being vaccinated. If you've been vaccinated, you can regard these activities as largely safe. And as I say, more and more young people now getting vaccinated. So still a bit more frustration for people who are not yet vaccinated, but, 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 but another six weeks, eight weeks, I think is going to make a very substantial difference. Hold on. He mentioned six to eight weeks there. Alison put it to him. Hang on. Does that mean that indoor dining can't happen for six to eight weeks? Or what is he saying? No, I think, the, I think the, the, the focus now, I think, on measures that are uh, uh, being worked on is to try to ensure that we can put these pass arrangements in place and begin to see the restoration of some of those activities much sooner than that. Now, we've all been watching the European Championships and we've been watching Wimbledon and we've seen big crowds. And we know that we lost out, Ireland lost out on chances to have uh, Euro matches at the Aviva Stadium because of the concerns in this country, because we weren't having crowds at matches, or if we are, they're tiny. And Alison put it to uh, Tony Holohan. Was it the right thing to do? Does he stand over the advice? And does he stand over the small numbers, which meant that we couldn't have those big Euro games in the Aviva. Oh, I think we did the right thing. We have to, in this country internally. I think we yeah. did the right thing. We yes, thing. yeah, I did, and I had a conversation uh, uh, last week with Mike Ryan in the WHO. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of concern about the level of transmission that's been driven by some of the activities around. And this is no criticism of anybody, but the engagement that's happened, the congregation of individuals in in not just in stadia but around the event, we've seen very significant transmission events now. And in some parts of the UK, they can see a difference in transmission between men and women reflecting attendance patterns at matches. So we think uh, there's been a very significant contribution made now in the wrong way through the European Championships to the, the facilitation of spread of this Delta variant. Again, as I say, not a criticism of anybody other than a criticism of the Delta variant itself. Like It is very transmissible. And an event like the, the, these with large numbers, large crowds of people attending has facilitated spread in many European countries, unfortunately. 
Which, to be fair, uh, on Monday morning's opinion line, I don't have the audio to hand now. I put that question to John Campbell, Dr. John Campbell. I always refer to John as a man of no agenda, uh, just the facts. And I put it to them, was he concerned, or put it to him, was he concerned about the numbers at those matches? And indeed he was, based on the way that the Delta variant spreads. Speaking of which, that's the final question that we have that Alison from FM104 put to uh, Dr. Houlihan. To, to break it down for us as regards Delta, Like, why are we so concerned about it? It, it doesn't seem to, and again, this is based on the research, it doesn't seem to make people any sicker than what went before. So why are we so worried about it? Well, for you as, we think for you as an individual, if you pick up this, this infection compared to the, the previous one, it, it, it doesn't represent any greater risk for you as an individual. The problem is that many more individuals pick it up because it's much, much easier to transmit. It has about a, about a 40 to 60%, we think, transmission advantage. In other words, it's 40 to 60% more transmissible than the alpha variant, the one that went before, which, to cast your mind back, only appeared around the turn of the year, around Christmas time and into early January. And that one was somewhere between, again, about 40 and potentially 90% more transmissible than the one that went before. So we're dealing with something now that's about twice as transmissible as the variant that we, or that, the, the original Wuhan variant, as we call it, uh, that was knocking around this time last year. So you and I are having a conversation in July. We're dealing with a virus that's twice as transmissible as the virus that was knocking around last July. So thank you to Alison O'Reilly and our colleagues at uh, our wireless group colleagues at FM 104 in Dublin for that uh, audio from the Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Tony Houlihan. Courts 96 FM.